What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Capo Podcast. Um, Things are getting a little busier in my life this month. I'm changing jobs. I'm no longer going to be an English teacher at the end of the week. After graduation, I'm going to work for a construction company, which means uh, my time to do the podcast is going to be much more limited than it was when I was a teacher. But... I'm still going to keep it going. And the first thing that I've decided to do is start doing some shorter episodes uh, without all the, the microphones in the office and, and a script and like uh, talking points that I have. So uh, this morning, I'm just giving you my, my drive into town, my 15 minutes uh, commute from home to the school. Uh, And I just wanted to fill you in on what I'm going to be doing with the podcast over the next few months. I want to start doing a sort of book club. I've been doing educational episodes uh, so far on, you know, the Odyssey and and Julius Caesar, Shakespeare. Uh, The stuff I'm going to start doing next is not so much like... Uh, Homer and Shakespeare. It's stuff that's a lot more accessible to read for your average everyday person. So what I'm going to try to get some of you to do is read a book and then I will talk about it and we'll do a little um, a little book club basically is what I want to start here. And at the end of this month, we'll do our first book club episode and I'm sure that everyone will go out and read it. But the, the book we're going to do is Lord of the Flies. And I picked Lord of the Flies because it's a staple in high school. It's what I ended the year on this year with um, the senior class because they had not read it. Usually you read it when you're sophomores, but they had not read it because COVID was going on. And the books were sent home with them. And they said, hey, read these books while you're in quarantine. And if you can imagine, none of them did. So... We ended, uh, we ended the year reading that book, and that's the first book I want to do for the book club because it is fresh on my mind. I've probably read it 10 times by this point in my life, and I think that it took 10 times for me to gain kind of a... to get my arms all the way around it as a piece of really good literature. So I have a whole bunch of really neat stuff to say about Lord of the Flies, but I would like to have some of you out there read it first on your own over the course of this month so that when we talk about it, you're, you will, you will fully understand what it is that I am talking about. And this is my approach as a teacher with kids. We read the book as a group in class and discuss it and explain it as we go. And what I've found is that's about the only way you can get uh, a lot of kids to to get into a book, to enjoy a book, and to understand a book. So that is the first thing. The first thing is book club, uh, end of this month or very beginning of uh, June, I will release a kind of a long form episode that is going to be over Lord of the Flies, the book club. Until then, I think what I'm going to be doing is these kind of shorter form 15, 20-minute episodes from my car because uh, 
being a teacher gave me a lot of free time and that's not going to be something I have anymore. But uh, anytime that you have something in your life that you want to keep doing, you can find time to do it. It's just you have to be creative. If, if you want to work out, I guarantee you have time to work out. You're just uh, using the excuse that you don't to not work out. Uh, and I know that because that's who I was for, I don't know, 20 years of my life. But uh, anyways, that's how we're going to do the podcast. Short 50 minutes episodes. I'm just going to speak off the top of my head. We're going to do the book club once a month. And uh, I guess the what I want to talk about, just off the top of my head, the thing that's been all over the news this week is uh, the abortion question, Roe versus Wade. The leaked Supreme Court decision that has never happened before in modern history. Somebody leaked it, and they obviously leaked it to gin up violence and backlash to try to get the court to uh, change its mind. Because that is how the, the modern left in the country is operating. And a lot of people on the right and in the in the confused middle don't understand that yet. They don't understand that the the left, the people who are actually in charge of the Democrat Party, they're not the old school um, and I hate this colloquialism, but they're not the old school Democrats. They have been so infused with a whole bunch of Marxist advocates that they're willing to to do away with a lot of normalcy in order to get what they want. That's why no Democrat has come forward and condemned this leak, even though it is unthinkable to leak something from the Supreme Court. And then you think back to when Trump was in office and every single, like, every leak was uh, was great. Like, anything that could leak, they were cool with. But as soon as something leaks on the other side, all of a sudden... It's a it's a huge issue, and you know I can't believe somebody would do this. Uh, we're we're living through a time in the country where there really are kind of two sets of rules that are starting to emerge, and there is one set of rules for the left for the Democrats, and then there's another set of rules for the conservative, the right, the uh, the libertarians, anybody who's not a member of the rabid woke cult is is playing by a different set of rules um you're going to be treated more harshly if you were involved in january 6th you are you know an insurrectionist they're going to throw the full weight of the federal government at you if you're a blm rioter and you you know murdered somebody in the middle of a riot they're going to let you off with basically a warning because you were you were fighting for them. And that's how they view it. The Democrat Party views BLM and Antifa as militant wings of their own political movement. That's why they treat them with kid gloves and try to rile them up. That's why they have them riled up again to, to riot because of this Supreme Court uh, leak. And I think it's very telling how absolutely demonically shrill the left becomes when abortion 
when the question of abortion comes up. Any restrictions on abortion become the the worst thing that's ever happened. In just the last two days, uh, Biden has called the you know the MAGA crowd, which he's is just a word he's using for the Republicans, the most extreme group in the history of America, which is ridiculous, a blatant lie, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to tell the truth because his side, the Democrat Party, does not care about the truth. They are postmodernists. The truth is what they say it is. Whatever advances their political cause is available, is fine. And why do they get so bent out of shape about abortion? It's not that big of an issue. Most of the country doesn't care about it. You either have a few people who are very, very pro-life, and you have a few people that are insanely, demonically uh, pro-murdering babies, and everybody else is pretty much just not thinking about it, not caring about it in the middle. So why stake your flag so hard right on this abortion issue when most of the country doesn't care about it that much? Well, that answer is also one that the right doesn't understand. And the right doesn't understand it because they don't see the modern left for what the modern left is. The modern left is not a political movement, just like any communist movement isn't really a political movement. It's a religious movement. It, it requires a religious adherence to the doctrines of the party to be a member of the club. And abortion is the same thing for the left as communion is for devout Christians. That's just the truth. It is, it is their highest sacrament. There's people on the left openly calling it a sacred rite. And that should tell you everything you need to know about these people. And whether or not you want to be in a fight with them, you are. The fight is kind of on when it comes to abortion, and you're not going to be able to stand in the middle. You're going to have to pick a side. And you can either pick the side that is pro-life and says that, you know, either religiously they say life begins its conception, or biologically they say the only time a, a new organism, a new life is created is when conception happens, when the, when the separating of the, the cell starts. There's no other t- form of development during the course of development where there's a single moment that that, you know, that uh, thing becomes a baby. No, it's a, it's a life as soon as it becomes a life growing inside you. And uh, you have that side, and then you have the side whose eyes roll back in the back of their heads and turn black, and they speak in creepy demon tongues, because that's what they are. Uh, And if you haven't figured that out by now, or if you think that's a little too harsh, I don't know what to tell you. You need to pick a side, because this is a fight that uh, we're going to fight, and you're going to be on one side or the other. You're either on my side, or you're my enemy in this fight. And that's how everybody is starting to feel about it. And I'm totally fine with that. Let's go ahead and do it if y'all want to do it so bad. Because to me, as a person who is religious and believes life begins at conception, to me, 
abortion is no different than a a blood sacrifice to to yourself to preserve your own beauty to preserve your own freedom to preserve your own uh, youth to to try to dodge responsibility you make this sacrifice you kill something innocent someone innocent in order to retain something you want that's no different than throwing a virgin into a volcano because you want your angry god to give you more rain it's no different than the aztecs chopping people's hearts out cutting their heads off and throwing them down the stairs because that's what their god demanded the left in today's world these people who are wildly pro-abortion are praying to the same guy that the Aztecs were praying to, that the the crazy headhunters on islands throwing virgins in volcanoes were praying to. He's the same guy. Hint, hint, this is why I picked Lord of the Flies for the first uh, book club meeting. So that's the abortion thing that's going on. Uh, The other thing that's going on in the news is Ukraine. There's more... uh, more updates coming out day to day to day on that and um, I don't know I, it, it still seems to me like there is a possibility that the the whole thing escalates into into a really bad day for everyone but uh I don't see why Russia would would escalate because they can't they haven't even been able to to beat Ukraine in a fight which is a, I'm not saying anything bad about Ukraine, but Ukraine isn't, uh, it's not another European, like, it's not like it's France, it's not like it's Britain, it's not like it's uh, the Nordic countries, it's Ukraine. It's a corrupt, kind of crappy Eastern European country. And Russia can't even beat them. So the idea that Russia would uh, escalate and risk going to war with all of NATO... They, they have to understand that that would be the uh, the end of Russia as a as we know Russia as Russia has been for a very long time they have to know that that's the case but that being said um, human beings do not always act rationally especially when they are uh, backed into a corner like Putin seems like he is and kind of i mean he's in failing health he had to get uh cancer surgery the other day he's a he's a dictator at the end of his life and uh, he's obviously not any sort of like i know that he pretends to be christian but he almost certainly isn't like what what does he really have to lose does does putin have enough morality in him to not push that big red button I don't know. I hope I hope he does. I hope that the big red button doesn't get pushed. But uh, we'll just have to wait around and see. And we'll have to wait around and see how the uh, how NATO deals with it. Sounds like uh, sounds like Finland and uh, Norway or Sweden. One of those two is planning to join NATO. And Russia, again, is kind of shaking its saber at that. And uh We'll see if they call their bluff because they're almost certainly going to. But all right, that's my uh, that's my 15 minute commute to town. I'm pulling in. So I'm going to cut this episode off here 
and I will catch you next time on the Capo Podcast. I'm going to try to do these you know, once a week, little short episodes. I'll catch you guys next time.